Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consultant, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast of patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we are talking about heart disease and how does it affect and play out in men. Obviously, we're in, especially if you listen to this on the week or release of the episode, we're still in the month of June. Men's Health Month is here still, still going strong. And so we had to talk about the number one killer for men worldwide. So let's talk about heart disease, cardiovascular issues. Let's learn about the risk factors, some signs and symptoms, and why we need to get it together. Not like today, but yesterday. So if you have not had a chance, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and make sure you share this to like five or 10 friends, especially especially for your male friends who you know aren't taking care of themselves like they should be taking care of themselves. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Lunch and Learn Community Merchandise Store, living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. And for the thanks of being a devoted podcast listener, I'm going to give you opportunity to save 10% off today's purchase using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Go to shop.drbarepierre.com. Use the coupon code EMPOWER10, all one word. You will save 10% off your entire purchase. Remember, 50% of all proceeds are donated to the Five Star Scholarship Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization giving out scholarships for high school students. Today, we are going to be talking about men and heart disease. Of course, we are still in the month of June. We're still talking about Men's Health Month. And we've talked about prostate cancer. We've, we've talked about just kind of just men in general needing to go see the doctor more often. But we, we have to talk about the number one killer, right? So let's, let's talk about heart disease and let's kind of give a good foundation of what heart disease is so people can kind of get a mental picture of what we're really dealing with when we say like, hey, you know what? Heart disease is a problem. So heart disease, again, I'm, I'm actually getting this from Mayo Clinic. Heart disease describes a range of conditions that affects the heart, including bus, blood vessel disease, coronary artery disease, heart rhythm problems, heart valvular related issues, um, heart rhythm related issues. So a lot of things kind of encompassing uh, the aspect of heart disease and cardiovascular disease. And I usually will kind of preference it in the term of cardiovascular disease, because if you understand that the vasculature is associated with the heart, you understand why not only can you have problems in the heart, but you can have those same problems with vasculature causing problems with the kidneys, you have those same problems with the vasculature causing issues in your brain, aka stroke. The same issues you have problems with the legs, aka peripheral vascular disease, right? So when we think about cardiovascular disease, heart disease in general, especially with uh, it being the number one killer in men, and this is the number one killer, about one in four deaths are related to cardiovascular disease. So this is a number that, again, has held the top reign as far as number one killer for a while, it doesn't seem it has a significant, unfortunate chokehold um, on our, our men, just men, just really in general, men and women, but specifically uh, men uh, when we think about this. And today we're going to talk about the risk factors. We're going to talk about some signs and symptoms. We're going to talk about when they do have to come see the doctor. What are some diagnostic studies that the doctor would typically do uh, to try to elucidate what is actually going on? 
uh, in their words, and then some treatment options at the end. So again, when we think about heart disease and we think about cardiovascular disease, right? So I, I want I want us to kind of think about it in, as one. So we had heart disease, we got cardiovascular disease, and it affects a lot of men. Again, I said one in four um, deaths due to it, leading cause of death in men, um, the leading cause of death in any ethnic group. And when you think about like what is killing the men, heart disease is the number one killer. And half of the men who have died suddenly, uh, it's been found, have had no reported history of any previous vascular disease. Now, you may be wondering, like, how, how does, like, half the men who die suddenly have that occur, especially if they die due to cardiovascular disease? And again, I think that goes back to a lot of, a lot of the men probably aren't getting the checkups that they're supposed to be getting. And if they aren't getting the checkups that they're supposed to be getting, then you don't know that you have, you know, risk factors and signs and symptoms of cardiovascular disease. So again, that's why you watch a channel like this, listen to a podcast like this, because you want to know what are my risk factors? What are my concerns? What do I need to be telling my doctor? Remember, empower yourself for better health, right? We have to empower ourselves with the knowledge. So we, we go to our personal doctor, right? Whoever your personal doctor happens to be. I know you may be watching this uh, from the other side of the country, from the other side of the world. Whoever your doctor happens to be, you want to be equipped with the knowledge to say, hey, I read this, uh, you know, I listened to this podcast. I watched this video. Dr. Barry said, like, I need to ask these questions. Let me know what these answers are, right? That's, that's what I'm here for. I, I like to call myself kind of the messenger uh, for this. So Let's talk about some risk factors associated with cardiovascular disease. These may be very familiar, right? Because these risk factors affect a lot of diseases, but definitely cardiovascular disease is one. Of course, the age. The older we get, uh, our higher risk and higher chance of developing cardiovascular disease. Uh, Our physical inactivity, right? So if we are physically inactive and we are obese, um, we're older. Again, all of these kind of risk factors associated with uh, cardiovascular disease. Uh, let's think about some medical things that we definitely know about. Diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. These are all problems that we know kind of add to that bucket of cardiovascular disease. Uh, more importantly, let's think about the things that, you know, we definitely could be changing, should be changing. Uh, drug use. The drug in particular I'm thinking about is that big bag cigarette. The cigarette smoking um, is, is, is a, uh, a like lighting, putting gasoline on a well-lit fire when we talk about um, heart disease and cardiovascular disease. So cigarette smoking, definitely not a thing we should be doing. Um, liver-related diseases, alcohol-related diseases, all of these things can cause a problem associated with cardiovascular problems, right? So when we think about some of our risk factors, we know that there's even some uh, ethnic-related risk factors, right? Just being African-American, we know puts you at a higher risk for heart disease. Big thing, and I always say there's things that we can change and there's things that we can't change, especially when we talk about risk factors. One of the biggest ones that we can't change, guess what, right, is our family history. So you have to know, and you'd be surprised the amount of people I see in a hospital, I used to see in a clinic, who had no clue of their family history associated with medical-related problems. So if you don't know that your family has a history of cardiovascular diseases, if you don't know your family has a history of cancer-related diseases, if you don't know your family has that type of history, you don't know to check for yourself. So if again, if you're watching this, listening to this, uh, please, if you can't answer that question right off the top of your head, hey, my, my dad has a family history of this, my mom has a family history of this, uh, my uncle has a family history of this, my brother, like if you can't answer those questions, like that, go run to your doctor right now. Go call your family right now. Get 
in line, get empowered for your benefit because it's only going to help you. Because as the physician, when I go to see you and I ask these questions, if you have no clue, I'm not going to put that like, oh, he has no family history. I'm going to say he doesn't know his family history because it's more important for me to kind of think about like, hey, does this person know their family history or does this person not know their family history, especially when I'm trying to what we call risk stratify a person. And the risk stratification we'll talk about later on really helps us when we're thinking about like, hey, what type of testing do I need to do for this patient in front of me? Like I can tell, I kind of we kind of mentioned, you know, half of uh, men who died suddenly had no prior history. My father, when he was when I was in medical school, so I was a first year medical student, passed away. Right, passed away. Boom! Like woke up, went to bed, did not wake up. Passed away suddenly from cardiovascular diseases. Um, at recently, uh, like maybe two to three weeks prior, he was in a hospital found to have significant uncontrolled blood pressure. Found to have needed a cardiovascular uh, aortic stent for an aneurysm. Like all of these things that he had no clue what was going on with him until again the chest pain was worse and everything. Like until these symptoms happened. So again, you don't you don't want to. And there's a lot of men who usually get introduced to the medical system that way where they've been avoiding us they've been avoiding us and then when they do see us hey guess what you have like three of five like that that's always the the worst part especially when i was doing outpatient medicine when a person would come to me as a new patient visit and you know i do my due diligence i ask my questions you know they say oh i don't have no medical history yeah i haven't seen a doctor in 10 years but i got no medical history and then when i start doing my testing i do my due diligence for my annual physical exams and then all of a sudden i come to you on the next appointment i'm like hey hey sir like not only do you have uncontrolled blood pressure, your diabetes is uncontrolled, your cholesterol is uncontrolled, like all of these things that your kidney function is worse, like all of these things that they had no clue about. So it almost seems like you're like putting all of this pressure like on their lap at one time, but it's not the case. It's just that's, you know, when you came to see us, we had to diagnose how we had to diagnose. So those are just some of the risk factors for sure. I mean, again, we mentioned alcohol, we mentioned the cigarette smoking. Um, so those are the big, you know, risk factors that while we're asking you questions, we're thinking about, because again, we're trying to put you in the low risk bucket, the medium risk bucket, or the high risk bucket, right? And the high risk bucket is for all of these, you know, end stage effects, right? That cardiovascular diseases can cause. Of course, we know about strokes, right? Again, and that's why that's why I want us to think about it in cardiovascular, not just the heart. Let's not just focus on the heart. Let's think about the cardio and the vessels associated with it. So you got vessels in the brain. If you have a decreased blood flow in the brain, it is a stroke. If you have the, that causes muscle tissue, is a stroke. If you have decreased blood flow in the heart, it is a heart attack. If you have decreased blood flow in your legs, now you have what we call peripheral vascular disease and you may need a stent. You may need to get that foot cut off. Like anything can happen. So again, we, we want to think about the whole vascular system, right? When we think about cardiovascular disease, understand like how having disease one place means you might have diseases in other place. Because again, if you have disease in your legs, you have diseases in your heart. If you have disease in your heart, you likely have some form or degree of disease in the brain, right? So it it goes kind of hand in hand uh, from that standpoint there. So early signs and symptoms associated with cardiovascular disease and when you should be going to the doctor to go get help quickly. You can have uh, chest pain. You can have shortness of breath, right? You can have swelling in your legs, right? So you can have, feel like your heart's racing, what we call palpitations. Um, even the easiest one I like to say is like, are you able to do the things you used to be able to do with no problems? Like going to the mailbox or running or uh, going up the stairs. If you start noticing that like it's 
it's taking a lot more effort and energy to do those normal daily things that you used to be able to do with no problem, you need to be concerned. And this is the big one. And this is the one that I think people don't talk about. Again, that's why I'm really trying to put everybody's head, this the vascular aspect of it, right? Erectile dysfunction. You would be surprised the number of people who come to me in my office, who I used to see um, in the office and who I see definitely outside um, in the hospital setting, who initial complaint was erectile dysfunction. Because remember, we talked about some of the reasons why men come to the office. Erectile dysfunction is definitely one of them. And but now remember uh, for to, to get your penis erect, that's a vascular related issue. So, again, if you have vascular related issues, all of a sudden you have difficulty getting erect. Right. So we are able to diagnose a lot of heart related disease, uh, uh, high cholesterol, like all these problems just because they came in with erectile dysfunction. So, again, like just don't think that a Viagra or Cialis is going to be enough. Like if you coming in with new signs of erectile dysfunction, we want to make sure like we're not missing heart disease. Definitely for sure. I mean, in that regard. So that definitely don't think about That's why I wanted to save that one for last, like the erectile dysfunction for sure. So let's talk about some diagnosis. Like how do, how do I diagnose this? One, I get a good history, right? I just get a good history. I ask you the questions that need to be asked. I ask about your family history. I ask about your social history. I ask about when last time you've been uh, kind of in tune into the uh, medical system. I ask about like, what is your energy level like? I ask if you're having any chest pain, any shortness of breath. I'm just asking great questions, right? So the first and foremost, when we think about the diagnosis of heart disease is your doctor has to ask the right questions. So it's always important. We talk about it um, in medical school a lot, how the history of physical is usually before we get any lab test is usually so usually tells the story. And we don't the, the lab test and everything else we do afterward is just to confirm what we were able to diagnose from our history of physical. So asking a great history, bar none, will get you your answers, what you need to get to. Um, now, let's say if, if we we get those answers, right, we get a good history. Now, some diagnostic studies, um, of course, all of our lab related studies. Again, I'm going to check to make sure your kidney function is OK. I'm going to check to make sure your your, your blood count is fine. I'm going to check to make sure no signs of infection. I'm going to check to make sure your electrolytes are pumping in the way they need to be pumping. I may check your thyroid hormone as well, because we know if your thyroid is out of whack, that can definitely cause some issue uh, with your uh, you know heart related issues and vascular related issues. Definitely check in. Make sure you're not a diabetic or not an uncontrolled diabetic because again we talked about our, our risk factors being diabetes being one of them um, cholesterol definitely going to make sure your cholesterol is on point where it needs to be so a lot of things that we can test just from a lab work uh, that we'll know like hmm all right this may be and again we're just trying to put you in what bucket low risk bucket medium risk bucket high risk bucket we're just trying to put you in the bucket to see where do you fall when we call about our high risk um, low risk or medium risk uh, diseases associated with heart disease. Uh, now, diagnostic studies I can do. Of course, the more common one we know is about the EKG, right? Because the EKG can give us so many different answers because the EKG can tell me, one, if you're having a heart attack like at this moment, uh, EKG can tell me if there's a problem I need to take care of right now, aka go to the hospital, get get on the cardiovascular. Like, I, there's some things the EKG can tell me ASAP, especially if you're coming in with shortness of breath, especially if you're coming in with erectile dysfunction, especially if you're coming in uh, with, uh, you know, chest pain. Like, EKG is amazing. Uh, chest x rays, another imaging related studies, because there's a lot of things that can cause chest discomfort, chest pain, shortness of breath. So, we want to make sure we don't miss those as well, because we don't want to be pigeonholed and focus on heart disease and not talk about any of the other stuff in that regards. Um, you know, we can do stress tests. You know, we send to our cardiology partners uh, to take care of that for us, right? Stress tests, echocardiograms, which essentially is an ultrasound of the heart, 
One, because we, we talked about valvular disease associated uh, with um, heart disease. So we want to make sure your valves are opening and closing correctly. We want to make sure the pressure uh, in the heart and outside the heart is done and, and adequate. Um, we can check to see if your wall motion, if your heart's pumping correctly and appropriately, how it needs to pump. And now regards to a lot of things we can pick up from the ultrasound. And if we have to do even further, like, if, and again, let's say you're not, especially you're in a hospital setting, um, you know, we can even do what we call a cardiac catheterization. So we can take a look inside your, the vessels of the heart, inside the legs, just to see if there's any disease that we need to take care of. Now, we do have some non-invasive things that we can do, right? We can do um, MRIs. We can do uh, CAT scans of the vasculature. I know like here, I'm in South Florida. So we have some imaging centers that will actually do what we call a calcium score. And they'll actually do an image of your heart, a CAT scan imaging of your heart. And they can actually give us a certain score. Now, and it is not it is not the confirmatory. It will just say like, hey, based off the imaging, like in the calcium buildup that I'm seeing around the heart, this is a person's score. Now, based on that score, do with it what it's still up to the doctor. Again, that's why I love I love the aspect of medicine. Medicine, a lot of these ancillary tests, you know, still rely on the physician making the correct and reasonable uh, decision for their patient. It's all about the, the standard of care we know is what is reasonable uh, that like I, Dr. Perry Pierre, I think is reasonable for the patient in front of me. And that's it. That's standard of care, right? So I base all of my decision-making based off all of the lab testing and imaging testing that I find. So those are some of the, the common image studies that we can do. Treatment, of course, let's end with treatment because we have we have to, right? And what do we do, right? The first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna see if there's any lifestyle modifications that I can do, right? That can say, you know what? I think if we do some good lifestyle modifications, we don't have to worry um, about you know, you getting a heart attack in three years or five years, me talking about you needing amputation, me talking about, hey, your your kidneys are shot, you need dialysis. There's some, there's some, there's some, um, and there's definitely some things that we can do before you get to that point there. So, uh, lifestyle modifications, that's what I'm telling you. Hey, stop smoking cigarette. Hey, stop, uh, the excessive alcohol drinking. Hey, you're not working out enough. Go work out more. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of lifestyle modifications, diet. I forgot to put that as a risk factor, but of course, diet um, is a huge one, right? So we're going to monitor, we're going to observe your diet. We're going to do things to try to adjust your risk, again, to take you from the high risk bucket to the medium risk bucket and hopefully to the low risk bucket, right? So those are some lifestyle modifications. There's plenty of medication. It really just kind of depends on what we're dealing with. Are we dealing with a diabetic? Are we dealing with a person with high cholesterol? Um, are we dealing with an issue with, with uh, thyroid-related diseases? So it really kind of depends. The type of medications you'll be on will depend on the type of disease process I'm dealing with. If it's just blood pressure, I'm going to make sure you're on very good, adequate blood pressure regimen, right? If it's cholesterol, make sure you're on good cholesterol medication. If it's a thyroid-related problem or a kid, whatever we need to do, plenty of medications are there, right? So we won't bog down ourselves, especially during this video on this medication versus that medication. The important thing is understanding what am I treating? Am I treating your blood pressure? Am I treating your cholesterol? Am I treating your thyroid-related disease? What am I treating? And based on what I'm treating, that's the medication that's going to be the best uh, for you. Again, make sure you talk to your doctor, um, you know, to, to get the real the skinny of that. And if it, you know, worse come to shove, right, and you end up seeing me in the hospital setting, 
and you may and you are let's say you're having a heart attack or let's say your your feet has gone ice cold because the blood flow has essentially stopped you may need some surgical intervention but of course as a physician as an internist i don't want you to get to that point i want to do everything i can remember at lunch and learn community we're all about trying to prevent 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 right like again my goal is oh, i jokingly say it but not really my uh, goal is to try to starve the hospital i don't want you to have to come to the hospital um because of issues that we could have taken care of, you know, before you got there, right? Like, again, if you're obese, if you're a smoker, right, if you don't work out, like, if we can just take care of some of those things there, you don't end up having to come see me for your stroke. You don't end up having to come see me for your heart attack. You don't end up come having to come see me because your feet are ice cold and there's no blood. You don't, and that's a surgical emergency for those who not realize it. Like, that's that's a problem. So you don't end up having to see that, um, see me for that if we can stop it in the beginning. That's why it's so important for prevention, 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 right? So again, that is, you know, that's really our skinny, right? This week on heart disease, cardiovascular, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, the same exact thing. We just know that it's killing us. Hey, men, men, I'm talking to you right now. It's killing us, right? And it's it's been the number one killer for a long time. And it's up to us, right, to change what we can change. Again, we're not saying the family history, your age, really. You know, hey, it is what it is, right? But there's a lot of things that we can change. And I think it first starts with you, right? Going to see your doctor, getting that checkup, making sure that you are the healthiest fit person that you can be. Because remember, it's not just about you, right? It's about everyone who's around you, who depends on you being there, who depends on you being the most uh, physically, mentally, spiritually fit. Like that's just is what it is. Again, so I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. I'm going to see you guys next week. Thank you for coming to the end of the episode. It is yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre. I want to give my undying thanks to you for your support. Just getting to the end of the episode means that you at least enjoyed today's episode. Hope you were empowered by today's episode. Please remember to share this episode with at least two people that you know that would be greatly affected if they did not listen to today's episode and if you have not already done so subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review especially on apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave a review leave a review there because your support is so 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 valuable for what we're doing here on the lynch learn and everything with pierre medical consulting and if you have not done so go ahead and join the listserv to join the listserv is very easy just grab your phone right now i'll pause Join the listserv. You want to text Lunch Learn Pod. This is all going to be one word Lunch Learn Pod to 44222. And you'll be on the listserv. You'll know exactly when new episodes are coming out. You'll know about new episodes before they actually come out because I usually tell my listserv members, hey, this is what I'm working on. This is the guests that you should expect to hear for the week on. Thanks, guys. You have a blessed day, and I'm going to see you guys next week.